Hey, welcome to Talk Comics to Me. We're live. We're live. Uh, we were going to do characters, but then we ran into a few technical difficulties. And I lost it. And I also lost it because I was in Good Frank, but... I wasn't even in Giovanni yet. I didn't even have a chance to get into character. <laughs> uh, so, hi. Welcome to Talk Comics to Me. I am a Tromp, Tromp, and Stein. I am the artist formerly known as Heather. And uh, this might be a very, very distracted week for us, just like many of you. We, our brains aren't like firing on any cylinders whatsoever. I have zero horsepower. I'm being <laughs> pulled by a slug. Yeah. So we're going to get through this. We've got a lot of comics. It is November 5th. If you were like me and have to pay rent, go do that. I didn't have to because God is on my side. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. All right. So you do it. So when you dance like that, I it distracts I me. Okay. Here we go. I have Thor. This is issue number nine. Um, this is a whole new story arc called Prey, part one of six. Um, Thor's been having some trouble as king in Asgard, and he's he just wants a little break. He wants to become his human uh, Donald Blake, and he just wants to just chill in the neighborhood for as long as possible. So he enlists the help of his uh, fake brother, Loki, and is like, hey, I need you to lie for me if Sif asks you where I am. And Loki's like, dude, I'm not that god anymore. Um, but, you know, I'll do it for you. <laughs> Whatever. And madness ensues. I don't want to get too into it, but Donald Blake is, uh, he lost it. He's lost it. He's just. Like a Mad King vibe? Yeah. A little bit. Kind of right. looks like a caterpillar now, to be honest. He just let his hair grow. Um, I have been pretty on the fence about this entire Thor series so far. Just, mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure I've touched on it a few times. But I really like this issue, and I don't know if it was just because Loki was in it or it was really cool. All right. That's fair, though. I'm going to pretend it was both. You got money shot now. <laughs> <laughs> I keep going. Um, so I also have money shot. This is issue number 10. This is apparently the last issue. Um, this just kind of it wraps up the story. The, the group of scientists kind of go in for one last shebang. <laughs> You like that? Yeah, I did. Okay, like thank that. you. It, it I mean, you should have done it more Ricky Martin like, I feel like. Um, Shebang! <laughs> I will never in my life do that. Maybe when the cameras are off, just for you, but. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so they get the, the help of the like weird jellyfish blobs of the universe. Um, the jellyfish blobs give them powers that are allow them to like be in space and shit. Um, and they, they fight the bad guys. Um, oh, and the, and the awful president gets killed with Wolverine claws, which I was like, okay, I like that. Yeah, that's pretty tight. Um, but yeah, unfortunately they do, they bring him back and he's like changed and all he wants to do is sing like Jimmy Buffett songs to people. He's still president, but that's what he does. And his ratings drop so low, which... Let's be real. If our president did that, I'd probably like him a lot more. <laughs> good, good. 
All right, so I have Pantomime. Yep, that's what this book is called. <laughs> uh, it is a Mad Cave book. Oh, I haven't had one of those in a long time. Yeah, this was my first one. Interesting. Yeah, uh, this is a Christopher St- Sabella mm-hmm. book, and I'm trying to... All right, David Stoll is the artist, Deborah Kelly is the colorist, Justin Birch is the letterer, and I guess Chris Sanchez, you are also the writer, or editor. So, good editing. Good editing. Uh, thank you for all of you. Uh, the <laughs> art in this book is really good. But this is basically two kids, Haley and Max. They have different, uh, they're they're disabled. I, they use sign language to speak. They go to a school that is specifically made for signing. One of their friends get into trouble and they decide to pull a heist. A real quiet heist. A real quiet heist. But they all work, it's basically, it's like Ocean's Eleven. Oh my god. I was like, why does that look like me? <laughs> like me as a kid. Uh, it's like Ocean's Eleven and four kids walk into a bank and I don't know. It's really, really fun. It's a pretty fun book. And I really do like how they, uh, since they are all signing, all of the word bubbles come from their hands. Oh. Oh, yeah. And our main characters, Max and Haley, their parents died and they are going to this special school because basically... Their father has left them. Uh, their parents died. <laughs> father left them. I'm just like, yep, he's dead. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, I've got a lot of... <laughs> Again, we're really distracted. <laughs> Sorry about it. Yeah. Uh, this book was actually a lot of fun. I am looking forward to what happens because it does have, like, at the end, they first pull their first heist to, like, help one of their friends, and then they kind of just, like decide to do another heist i mean that's how it starts usually and that's like kind of what they're all looking forward to is just like let's do our next crime and even though they didn't really necessarily need to either you know yeah but but it would be fun yeah no and it's also cool because they all have like you know their different like parts of the the team and i don't know their own roles. Their own roles. I, I love that shit. Yeah. I do love that, yes. <laughs> it yes. is really great. Uh, so then next, I have uh, Savage Circus. Sorry. I'll move that there so you can see it, too. So, no, you're good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, huh? Uh, and this is a heavy metal comic, which is... I don't know. We'll have to figure out this if this is a new thing or not. Yeah, I don't know much about heavy metal at all. I just know there's you can sniff cap key and it'll make you see in heavy metal. That is a South Park joke, and dog's about to bark. Hey, Megatron. Go on. Okay. Stop wagging your tail at me. Continuing on, sorry about that. Uh, so you start out with the main character, and you're kind of finding out that he was in war and came across like some sort of like wild creatures, and has put together this circus because he captured the creature and he didn't want to kill it. Interesting. Yeah, and then the other part of this story, which is like combining with his side, is that there's this town. 
that I'm not 100% sure what's happening, to be honest. Yeah, when I was slipping through here, it kind of, it looked confusing. I didn't read anything, but. it. I thought these people, like, these people are trying to pull off a heist of some sort, it seems like. And they're turning off the power to the town. Theme for the week. And, yeah, it is a real weird theme for the week. And it seems like they're stealing something, but they're also putting some sort of booby traps on the train tracks, which is where the circus is coming from. Hmm. And I don't know if I'm just interpreting all of this wrong and that my brain was just, like, too warped this week, but it it was confusing. I'm going to get the second issue to see if, like, I can clear up, like, what was happening. There's cops in this town. Yeah, and it's getting to be Christmas. They better get this mystery solved. And there's, there's 10 issues, so. 10? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was 10. Oh, my God. That's so many. I don't know. I need to get it away from me. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> what's happening right I now? Was, I was starting to read it. Uh, so, anyway, that's Savage Circus. <laughs> All right, so now we have Lonely Receiver. This is issue number three. Our main character... Yes. Is losing her mind. It's Katrin. Yeah. Um, So in the previous issue, her um, cyber girlfriend, what do they call him? I forget what they call him. Uh, Rian, right? Yeah. Uh, She ended up leaving. So, shoot, what was her name? Katrin. Um, She is by herself and she's kind of losing her mind because not only was Rian like a part of her because of the lover system that they have going on the computer chip inside of them um it kind of broke her she can't find rian anywhere but at the end of the last issue she's at a club and she's dancing with the woman that looks very similar to rian Mm -hmm. in this issue she convinces herself that it is rian yeah that's uh goes bananas yeah she just loses it and also, the thing about these mods is they seem to be somewhat dangerous, and there's some people who don't. Okay. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. Animals are wild. Um, but as we were saying, there's mods that make you dangerous. Yeah. That's what you're saying? Yes. Not like dangerous, but like... They have the potential. They have so. the potential to be dangerous or like spread disease or do something that's like outside of the person's control. I mean, that's why you just got to put your phone down every once in a while. Yeah. Or just, yeah, just like clock out. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my turn. <laughs> yeah. Okay, hello. I have uh, Black Widow. It's <laughs> not even how you say it. This is Black Widow. This is issue number three. Um, Clint- Black Widow. Black Widow. Um, sorry, that lemon pie is coming up. Um, 
I almost said Hank and Blint, but that's not. Uh, Clint and Bucky is who it is. Um, they had been spying on Natasha in the previous issue to figure out what is going on, and they realized that whatever has happened to her, uh, erased her memories or whatever, she seems to be happy, and Bucky doesn't want to ruin that for her. So he doesn't want to step in and be like, hey, you're Black Widow, you're an assassin, you're not supposed to have mm-hmm. a kid. Um, but Clint wants to just kind of dive right in because he thinks something is wrong, like there's a reason why she can't remember anything. So again, they're fighting. Um, but you find out here that there's a, a group of essentially assassins that had at one time been like hunted and killed by Black Widow. They all banded together and set up this elaborate heist. <laughs> It's not a heist. It's just a prank, essentially, Um, where they wiped her mind, um, gave her a kid and a husband, and then they're just, like, slowly attacking her, like, testing her to see how much she remembers, if she remembers anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And she doesn't, but she has, like, a weird subconscious thing where she's doing things that only Black Widow would do, like hiding guns and vents and not understanding why she's doing it, but being like, eh, maybe there's a reason it needs to be here. Um, So, yeah, some... Some wild stuff happens in here. They put a they put a chip in her. And at one point they're like, let's activate the chip, and she falls asleep, and that's where we're at at the end of that issue. Um, still really enjoy the series. I mostly really enjoy the art because it's really good. Um, I've never I don't I I don't care for Black Widow either way. Like mm-hmm. I don't I don't mind her at all. I think she's actually pretty cool, but never really read much. Um, but I do, as with, like, any book recently, I love the way Clint is written. Yeah. And Bucky, I think their conversations are really fun. <laughs> there she is, an angel. Oh, <laughs> uh, what is Come that? on. You, you have to, like, come over here. Come here, tiny thing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a... <laughs> But yeah, there we go. That's uh, Black Widow number three. If you're not reading the series, you probably should because it's really good. Oh, she put her butthole right in that camera. <laughs> no, no, stay over there. Uh, so I'm going to try to go right now. We'll see what happens here. Mm-hmm. The cat's going to just be in the shot. We'll deal with that at some other point in time. This is year zero. <laughs> this is volume two. Issue number one, it's basically the same concept as volume one of Year Zero, but with different characters. So you have four different characters in four different areas of the world dealing with the zombie apocalypse and what happens. And it's, uh, I mean, it's oddly enjoyable. I think if you like any sort of, if you like zombie stuff, then it's just like, different because it's like on a scale like a larger scale Mm -hmm. and kind of just like shortened stories and are the four different stories they take place in different parts of the world right Mm -hmm. okay yeah like one's in africa one's in mexico uh or colombia sorry oh yeah colombia because yeah el chapo is in it yeah (laughs) el topo oh topo i believe like topo chicos yeah like topo chicos uh sorry i i should have looked up all the places i rwanda yeah rwanda phoenix and guatemala oh norway just uh, kidding norway yeah because her last name was ragnar i should have known that. and one of the like the ones that are in norway are uh on a boat of course they're on a boat also there's a character in there named tina pumper 
Is that not the coolest name you've ever heard? That's like my future porn name. Thanks, why? Benja- Thanks, Benjamin Percy. I don't understand if you had that last name, why you wouldn't change it. Or why you would name your kid Tina. Who does that? But I would change my name to Pump and then H-E-R. Pump her. Okay. You get to Tina. tell you get to no. tell bad jokes and I don't. No, it was it was good bad. I was just reacting to it because I didn't know what to say. It's silly. <laughs> and uh, of course you would do I was also thinking it should be pump H R. Like no E, just take the vowel out and just say it. Her. Yeah. See? Pump her. Anyway. Oh my god, what is happening? Why? She is being very needy tonight. So is Megatron. Hey, Megatron, come here. Why don't you go lay down, dude? He doesn't listen to me. He's not my dog. Okay. These are not my animals. I just, they, they don't I don't know what to do with these animals tonight. Uh, okay. So now. <laughs> Sorry, it's a, it's a catastrophe a, right now. Uh, it literally is. We live in America. It's just like that. It's the year. Uh, this is the Burning Hotels. It's a memoir. A memoir. Memoir. <laughs> memoir. <laughs> By Thomas Lampion. And this is kind of him exploring going back home and kind of repeating the steps of, like, his mother going back to his hometown, living in his mother's, like, uh, living room. And kind of learning the history of his town, and it kind of focuses on three different uh, hotels within the town. Okay, how it, far are you along in it? Uh, a you little. Said you didn't get very far. I'm about halfway. About halfway. It's. I really like it. The colors are very interesting. Like it's. Oh yeah. It's pretty muted. The art is also. It's so simple. Yeah, it's hard to describe too. They look like peanuts. Like yeah, peanut shells. But it's also like. Oh my god. It has a lot of depth to it in the way that like it's drawn and I don't know, I I love it so far, so I'm I'm interested to get to the end. Uh I can't remember exactly about like what the solicit that like made me decide to get it, but I'm really glad I did. I feel like that was one I had considered is that, is that a drawn in quarterly? No, it is a uh birdcage bottom books. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard of that. Yeah, this is my first first time getting one of these books, I'm pretty sure. But pleased. It, I'm pleased. The cover is nice. It's a little tiny book, but I'll figure out a place for it. Yeah. Or I'll give it to somebody. It's like a it's a pretty good book. It's a cute little gift. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next we have, says Norse Mythology. This is issue number two, and this is just continuing the Norse Mythologies. Can I just say my favorite line from Of course. This? Absolutely. Uh, so we are grateful to Loki even when we hate him mo- the most. <laughs> that's, 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 that's like the only thing I took out of yeah. that. Uh, which is very common. Everyone takes that out of it. He's the drunk wine out. I did. just hanging out. Yeah. Uh, so Loki in the last issue had gone to the dwarves to help make gifts for Thor. And the dwarf, he tried to basically sabotage the dwarves and... Si- failed and the dwarves made the best gift that thor has ever received mjolnir say it everyone mew 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 and uh yeah so it was great 
I liked it a lot. <laughs> I just love you picks them up like, come here, Loki, I'm going to cut off your head. And they're like, oh, no, you can't. Promised. <laughs> Made a promise. You can't do it. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> so now you know that is how the gods got their greatest treasures. It was Loki's fault. It's a good one. Yeah, it is really great. It's like everything about it is like really simple and yeah. good. It's uh, it's done in a very comedic way, and I think I appreciate that a whole lot because the stories themselves, when you read them, they do have like humor to it, especially the Loki ones, which mm-hmm. it's supposed to be like that. But this has like less depth than the actual story, so it's fun to just kind of get that like yeah. bottom line, like yeah. baseline stuff. All right. Okay. Next, I have Ink Blot. This is issue number three. Um, this is just a wrongly conjured cat that keeps traveling through dimensions and causing problems. Um, in the first issue, the the main character, I can't ever remember her name. Um, she's the li- librarian, essentially. Mm-hmm. She keeps track of all of her brothers and sisters, like, comings and goings and stuff. Um, she was explaining the different worlds that her siblings, like, run and control and stuff. And so the cat's journeys are through each of those worlds which is just ridiculous this cat reminds me of bellamy every time i'm reading it i'm like oh god i want to strangle him <laughs> like that is heather's cat it's just a, uh, just really cute because the cat most of the time is just like in the background just like hanging out yeah it's really funny it's like there this guy's like <laughs> is that nessie <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous it's it's super cute um no thinking whatsoever. It's just a really chill read. I feel like if you just need something to feel good, you should probably read that. Yeah, I get that. It's not a bad feeling. Yeah. It's just really entertaining. All right. I guess. I guess. I have Alien, the original screenplay. This is issue number four. And this is just Alien. Honestly, like 100%, this is just Alien. And the last issue had the part where they saw the cat. Now they're just uh, trying to trap the alien. And, uh, you know, because they find out that it's actually like a an alien. An a giant thing. An alien. And they figure out the hi- hieroglyphics mm-hmm. are like the stages of its life. Its growth patterns. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, Good. This is. Alien, the screenplay. Rewritten in comic form for our pleasure. True. Next? True. Yep. <laughs> this is... Oh, God. This Next. Is, this is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This is issue number 19. Still part of the Ring of Fire, I guess. How many parts of this are there? I don't... I don't know. It doesn't even say. It doesn't say. Shoot, we just have to read them forever. Uh... So Willow still hasn't come back in Willow, and she keeps having these weird spookums meetings with uh, Xander because he's bad Xander and a vampire. Yeah, this issue uh, it did a good job of like moving the plot forward, but also I personally think it just spent way too much time focusing on the relationships or the problems in their like love lives not necessarily like friendships and stuff i don't care about their romance yeah they can't make me care about it and they keep talking about it 
Yeah, I think, and I think that's like a problem with like Buffy in mm-hmm. general. Like even the TV show, you're always just like, well, I don't care about like who you're dating or who you're like attracted to necessarily. Mm-hmm. Even when it's like, I don't know. I guess the Spike storyline was like kind of meaningful to the like story as a whole, mm-hmm. but still, like it's. I feel like that's less about who Buffy is as a person. Mm-hmm. Sorry, there's some mic problems going on. I'm trying to fix them. But. It's getting a little scratchy. Today is just fun. Yeah, today's been bad. Do I just have to hold it? Okay, I think that's I think that's good. Okay, go ahead. Okay, I have Lost Soldiers. This is issue number four of five. Our uh, main character, I don't remember his name, which is wild. Um, He is in a different country trying to find the guy that during the war, well, it doesn't really say what war, and I don't want to just, like, assume. It's um, a very poor country, from what I can tell. He's basically, he's hunting down the guy that in the war fucked him up. I'm not sure if it's ever been like fully explained like what happened Mm -hmm. um but he's getting his revenge so he's in this country and he's killing all these people that are close to the guy that he's trying to get to to like flush him out essentially and this battle this battle this issue there's a battle between them and it's like it's huge and there's one more issue so the way that it ends is kind of it's like a weird misleading thing Okay, yeah. Um, but I, st- like, the the narration in this book is so good. I love that book a whole lot. Um, I'm glad it's only five issues because mm-hmm. I feel like anything more would have been a bit ridiculous because this is just punching right through. Yeah. But it's really good. I, I enjoy war stories. <laughs> no, it's true. You do. You do enjoy war stories. They're, like, my favorite next to rom- period, like, romance movies. Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I have Bang. I love that. It's my favorite part of period romances. Uh, I have issue number five here. Thomas Cord and his group of spies that he collects for this man, this writer, uh, come together to try and defeat Goldmine, I believe, is what it's called, which is the... The villain from Austin Powers. That's Goldmember, never mind. Yeah, I was like, I, was it Goldmine? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Goldmine. Uh, <laughs> damn dog, making me feel like I lost my damn mind. Um, And some twists and turns happen. There's going to be another story arc, I guess. I don't think I'm going to get into it. Okay. I did That's en- fair. I did enjoy this, but I felt like, you know, I didn't need more than that. Right. Unless. That's how I feel about a lot of books. Unless they wrap it up within, like, ten issues, and then I'm kind of interested, but not, like, interested enough, I don't think. Right. Like, in the overall, like, scheme of books I'm reading, it's, like, good, I enjoy it, but. But it did what it needed within those issues. Yeah, and it could have just done that. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all I've got to say about that. But I did like it. 
I do suggest it, especially and if you like. And that's the last one for that arc you said. Yeah, and then the, the last. Next, okay. Yeah. And it's kind of like if you like pulpy things, like if you like James Bond or like Perot or, I don't know, Die Hard, which isn't pulp, but. It's action. Yeah. Any of those sort of things. It like it hits all of those points. All right. Now? Yes. My second Donny Cates book of the uh, day. Yeah. We have a crossover. This is issue number one. Yes, this is a brand new one. This is a one of, I guess, the highest image selling books, and interesting. Basically, a crossover happens in Colorado, where like a major superhero event, like literally, comes out of the pages of comic books, and Colorado has to like block itself off from everybody else and comics and comic book stores are seen as like an evil sort of thing and this that this explores that yeah it sets it up for like really what the story is going to be about Mm -hmm. um i mean it's like i told you like i i like it yeah it was okay yeah i just i'm i'm not I feel like saying it a third time is just going to be even more ridiculous. You know the reason why I want to keep reading it. Yeah, no, and it is something you've mentioned tonight, but it's fine. You can do it again. There's like, there's a love story in it, mm. and I want to know how that plays out. Uh, I'm curious, yeah. because he's on the opposite side. I love forbidden romance. I mean, he's on the other side, but he obviously feels like torn, which is something mm-hmm. you can already see from the beginning. I love it. Uh, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I don't want to say I don't want to say like anything good or bad personally for myself because mm-hmm. I don't feel it just is honestly any sort of way. I kind of want to check out this first story arc and see, but I think it's gonna like you know the one thing I hate about Donny Cates books <laughs> is like the idea of them all like kind of mashing together. And this is what this is. Mm-hmm. This is a crossover. This is literally a crossover. And he says it, like, at, at least, the end of the book. And At least he doesn't reference any of his other comics. Like, I mean, at least at this point. Yeah. And no offense. Like, it's just, it's something I don't personally dig. Like, I don't care. Like, I don't need to see any other characters within a comic book. Right. Like, I don't need that. I like the meta idea of it, but like, I don't know, there's so many, it's like overtly nodding to shit in here, like Invincible, Superman, and it's like, okay, like, I don't know, I get it. I just feel like it's kind of spoon-fed. Art's great, though. Yeah, no, that's that's the thing that I (laughs) can and color, Art and colors are wonderful. Fantastic. Yeah. So beautiful. And honestly, like, I don't. I don't mean to say those things that I do, like, in the way that I do, because I did, at face value, enjoy the book itself. Yeah, it was entertaining. Yeah, it's I just, just... how much can you read of it? Yeah. And that is it. It's, like, what is its readability? Mm-hmm. Like, what's going to happen? How are you going to involve all of these crossovers? Like, I think that's why I want to see, but it's just, like, I don't know. I think... I don't know. I think... Something here is just like, I don't know. Lacking. Lacking, yeah. I guess that is. Yeah. 
That's fair, because that's kind of how I felt, too. I, the art was the most fulfilling thing for me. Oh, for sure. And I think that's why I was like, oh, yeah, I'll add this to my Disney, but, like, this first yeah. story arc is, like... So, yeah. Go ahead. Okay, this is one of my distracted reads, so let's see how well I can do talking <laughs> about it. Uh, this is Deceased Dead Planet issue number five of seven. We are getting near the end here. Uh, John Constantine has a, a plan. He's about to pull a big heist, <laughs> um, but he needs to enlist the help You're of... A jerk. He, that's the theme for the day. He's uh, enlisting the help of the other superheroes. We got new Batman. We got new everyone, pretty much. New Batman? Yeah, the boy. Oh, Damien. Yeah, the man's boy. Uh, we got Red Hood. We got all sorts of wild people, and they're like, all right, we'll do this. Constantine doesn't tell him, like, exactly what he plans to do. I'm not sure I even understand, like, what's going on. Okay. He takes them to this house, uh, finds dead man, finds, you know, uh, several other people, does some really mean stuff after he said he wasn't going to do it. They steal shit, and then they just get, like, attacked by a huge horde. And it's, yeah, people die. Batman becomes Shazam. Like it's a it's a whole thing. It's a weird Wait, Batman. Yeah, no, I saw I saw yeah. I'm just confused, I guess. It's, that's what they needed. Like they they killed those people and that Oh, because yeah. they needed the Yeah. It was it's a whole thing. And but it's for something more. That's a lot. Yeah. And I I'm like, I don't I I couldn't tell if I was just in a in a wrong mood to read that mm-hmm. because for the most part, I did enjoy it, but at the same time, I was just like, I don't understand, and I'm not familiar with the DC universe, so like, I don't know who most of those people yeah. are, but I liked it for what it was, okay. I guess. Yeah, like, no, I get that. Yeah, like, I, I know who the main people are, but all the other ones that they mentioned, I was like, oh, cool, it's a green dude. <laughs> I don't know what you do. So yeah, that was Disease Dead Planet. Uh, Okay. I'm just going to briefly talk about this book. This is Red Atlantis. This is issue number one. I personally did not really like this. Uh, And I think maybe just like the timing was unfortunate because it literally is about weird fights breaking out on election day at the election booths via cell phones. Oh, so it's like Stephen King's cell. Turning people kind of like off. I don't know. It's so, okay, I'm going so, to look at this. So one girl is supposed to be a sleeper agent and she is found by the FBI. And as she's being like kind of interrogated by the FBI, another uh, Russian agent comes and like. Yeah, no, this is cell. I've read this book before. They made a movie with John Cusack. It is uh, not my favorite thing. I am not into this disrespect. I On election day of all days. Yeah, no. And I think that that might have honestly been it was like I read it on election day or on the day after election day. And I was just like, dude, this is inappropriate. <laughs> Like, especially, and I mean, they didn't know that, you know, people would be standing outside of fucking counting, like, you know, Mm -hmm. counting places and telling people to stop, like, counting votes. 
and doing these sort of things. But it's just like... It's a lot. It's a lot. I think it's a lot in combination with the real world. And I think it's just one of those things that I don't need. Like, I don't need. The real world is like, honestly enough, the sort of fiction is kind of bullshit. I don't want it. Yeah, trying to put like a weird espionage twist to it is just kind of selfish. Yeah, it just... I don't, I don't like it, and I don't, I, f- I feel bad saying that, because I'm sure people will enjoy it, I just was like, no, dude. Did not care for it. No, I can't do this right now, I don't have the emotional capacity. Yeah. <laughs> I can't focus on this. That's fair. I'm glad I, I didn't add it. Yeah, and I, I'm 99% sure I just ordered this like first issue and part of me is like well maybe I should just like check out the second issue to see like don't do it that's how it starts spiral but like look at it maybe I'm just being an asshole and like maybe this this week is like coming into play in such a way where I'm just like no I can't like hump over it Read it again next week and see how you feel. I don't think I'll feel differently to be honest. (laughs) I know I said what I said but that was just kind of me being nice. Why did you have to question me? <laughs> you always keep me on my toes. I had to do the same that unintentionally. Was, that was unfair because I just like, I don't think when I read this next week, I'll feel differently. If I f- read it like in a month, maybe. Mm-hmm. But, but prob- then it'll be too late. And But then probably not because like, who, kno- who knows what's going to happen in a month? I think we're at this point in like real life where fiction needs to like, get out of that yeah stop it's so negative not out of like that's not what i'm saying but you know what i'm like it's negative to me i know what you're saying but i just like you can pull from real life to an extent but it's like the new fucking movie with the kid from archie did you see the trailers for that it was an i don't know if it's a michael bay movie but it's about like covid and like of course the kid from archie would do that (laughs) oh my god the kid who plays Archie, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just said the kid from Archie. And I, I knew who you meant. I was like, oh, yeah. It's, it's the guy KJ, from... KJ Appa. Yeah, I was going to say it's the guy from New Zealand. Like, obviously, he but would it, play in a COVID movie. But it just looks like one of those things where it's, like, playing into everybody's fears of, like... You know, like, oh, it's this Orwellian civility or society and things are going so wrong because of this and we're all going to have to get tested and I got tested two days ago, don't arrest me. And it's like, It's just an hour and a half of watching people get shit shoved in their nose and their brain (laughs) swabbed, that's it. And KJ Appa just, like, looking like a 19-year-old babe, like... I just, like, I'm done, dog. Like, real life is here. I, I... I don't want to watch a movie that comes out less than a year after the situation. That's not how it works, Hollywood. Take <laughs> notes. 20 years, it'll be fine. It'll be funny. It'll be entertaining to watch and be Will like... Will it? I don't know. Maybe. It'll be fun to look back and be like, yo, dude, I lived through that. I spent six months inside. Not now. Not now. Now we're now we're going to head into a year. But yeah, that's like, I think this is what, like, the same thing I took out of this is, like, unfortunately, and I think this book was also supposed to come out, like, six months ago. Yeah. So, like, it is all about timing, and it's kind of shitty. Like, that's kind of shitty, and I feel bad. Like, it just... That makes it, sense. It just didn't hit right with me, personally. Would you say that's a no from you, dog? Yeah, it is a total no from me, dog. All right. Well, uh, let's talk about other things then. 
This is Vampire, The Masquerade, Winter's Teeth from Vault. I love the shit out of this. This is issue number four. Um, in the previous... Oh, God. Sorry. <laughs> in the previous issue, the... What was the name? Uh, Who? Prince Samantha um, got straight up murdered. And so our main character, Cecily? Yeah, I was doing Cecily in my mind, but Cecily sounds probably closer. I mean, they're both right. It's just um, a matter of how it's spelled, and I just can't remember how it's spelled. It's Cecily, yeah. Um, But yeah, she is sent to go track down whoever had done it, um, and then shit goes sideways in a real bad way for her. It, it does, sideways. yeah. Because she falls over at one point, so. Yeah, she does fall over at one point. Yes. Um, yeah, and then we also get our other group of people, the Anarch group, um, you and, know. And then their stories are actually starting to cross. Yeah, we're finally. Start, we're I, starting to get, like, the whole picture of everything that's going on. And it's taken a little bit of time, but it's, like, taken a good enough time where it's, like, pretty, it's a fun, pretty cool. Yeah, it's a fun build-up, like, once you hit that spot, it just goes. It's kind of the thing about comics is, like, you got to be, I mean, I guess four issues is not, like, that many, but you just kind of got to be patient because it's, like, those first three issues, like I said to you earlier, were just, like, introducing us to these characters and kind of, like, what their personalities were. And this issue is just, like, all right, here, what's, here's what's going on. Like, because it also did, like, the first three issues did build those layers of, like, mm-hmm the clans and the what they were doing the yeah, yeah like all of that stuff but this just really like blew it off it's real good it's real good yeah it's fun yeah i would definitely recommend this book for sure especially if you like vampire shit yeah it's uh i forgot what i was gonna say it's good it's good <laughs> it's good okay i'm gonna talk about this for a minute if that's chill with you Go do it. Okay, so this is the Goddamn the Virgin Brides. This is issue number four, I believe, of five. Um, and this issue, our main characters, uh, Sherry and Jail, they are trying to get off the mountain so they aren't sacrificed to the god. Um, they discover that they can't exactly get down from the mountain. Uh, one of the women who is in charge of all of the... Eh, women i don't because there's like two separate groups there's there's the the nuns who keep the girls there until they bleed and then they sacrifice them to the gods and then the other group are the women who take care of the girls who are sacrificed um so the leader of that group is has been out hunting them on the mountain she finally catches up to them and the entire series uh, jail is the naughty one she is just outright bad uh, she's the one who's getting into trouble and like doing all of this and sherry is her best friend they are protecting each other but in this you kind of see that sherry is also very bad but very good at hiding it so she is kind of she gives in to their demands and agrees to be sacrificed but you there's more to it because she knows what she's doing and what she's doing is she is playing them like a fool and so far it's working out uh i suppose there will be one more issue to see whether or not she was actually naughty for real (laughs) all right and it's your turn i came out just in time you sure did 
All right, so I have the dreaming, the waking hours. This is issue number four. And Lindy is trying to figure, or putting on Shakespeare's last play to figure out which Shakespeare is the real Shakespeare. Oh, it was my phone the whole time. And, uh... <laughs> uh she is kind of, like, pulled into the dreaming so hard that, like, she's crossing all of the parts of the dreaming, like, bringing them to her. Damn. To the point where, uh, I believe, dream... The the head head dream boy, the the cute little blondie, yeah, or white 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 man white man <laughs> is just the sweet like, white man. He's got some good hair too. Ooh, black yeah. eyes into it. It's just like what is this thing and kind of runs to it. And Ruin is still trying to get to Lindy to try to get her to her baby. He goes to the and the world's end. And meets up with the person who helped him get out of the dreaming in the first place. And, uh, yeah. That's all. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I still really like this book. I don't, I don't really want to delve into it too hard because I just, like, I really like the Shakespeare aspect of it. Like, Lindy is going through a lot of just emotional work because she had this baby without necessarily wanting to have this baby. That's rough. And she wanted to have the baby, but, you know, like, it wasn't expected. Not necessarily wanted it. And I guess you not understanding, like, what that really meant. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting, like, watching that struggle and watching someone just kind of, like, be honest about, like, those emotions. And I don't know. I really like this book because it's more than what it is. And I think... Like, you know, the art is gorgeous. The colors mm-hmm. are great. Like, and the story is, like, just very intriguing. And I'm having a great time. Like, I am kind of bummed that it ends after this next issue because I don't. Oh, there's only going to be five? Yeah. For some I reason, don't... I thought it was going to be longer. I mean, I'm. it might be, but I just, I am, I don't know. So. Okay. I, I, I love it. Like, yeah, Nick Robles' art's great. Uh, G. Will Wilson's, like, we love them. Story is really wonderful. Yeah, it's just, and Matt Lopez's like colors really fit everything, just like so beautifully. So, uh, <laughs> sorry, I was just flipping through this because I just I loved it so much and mm-hmm. it just showed its face. So I was just you know. Yeah. No, it's okay. I'm just gonna put up this Wolverine, black, white, and blood, and I wouldn't have normally picked this book up, but. I, I mean, I didn't put it on my pull file because of the name alone. That's honestly why I didn't. I was like, no, thank you. Yeah, it just is a really terrible name. I understood mm-hmm. the concept, and the concept was really cool, but my pride won out. Which I'm is, glad it did because we both got to read it. Well, my pride won out when I meant, like, I did not add it to my pull. Oh, yeah, but your curiosity got the better of you. Yeah, exactly. And I am, yeah, I am glad that my curiosity got the better of me because I did enjoy myself. And, I mean, aesthetically, it was incredibly pleasing. Like, Mm -hmm. it it being in black, white, and red was... What a good choice. Yeah, a perfect, like, Wolverine choice. Uh, The first story is kind of like an X-23 story, like his kind of origins. The second story is him kind of, well, it is him working with Nick Fury to kind of take 
to take down a Hydra agent. And then the third story is, I, I don't know. He's just in upstate New York and he hears some trouble and goes to investigate and trouble is there. Yeah, I suppose that's the best way. Yeah. Uh, so the thing about this book is it's written by three different, there's three different artists, there's three different stories, and there's three different uh, authors. So you get a little bit of everything in there. Mm-hmm. It's a, uh, I, I would recommend it, especially if you're a fan of Wolverine. Yeah, if you're a fan like, of Wolverine, yeah. for sure. Or if you're just like <clears throat> kind of got Wolverine in the back of your mind, it's really fun. I think it also, if you're just kind of looking for like an action. Yeah. I mean, I really do love Matthew Rosenberg's story in this. Like, it's, it's my favorite. Yeah, I, it I is love, absolutely my I favorite. I love anything so, yeah. that he writes. It's so great. Uh, so I can't. Oh my God. Whose hair is that? Dog every time. Normally, it's my hair. I don't. Okay. Uh, so yeah, highly recommended if you're just kind of a low key Wolverine fan. This cover is also just like it's pretty cool. It's pretty eye eye catching. So now next, swords, 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 Yes, this is uh, X of Swords. This is X Men issue. Number 14, uh, part 12 of 22 of the Exit of Swords event. Um, this is Apocalypse talking with his wife and his wife explaining what happened when she had left him. So yeah, you know, like the last issue, X-Men 13, Apocalypse was telling a story. Mm-hmm. And in this issue, Genesis is telling a story. It is, I don't know, I say this every time Apocalypse is like the main main person in an issue but i just feel like he gets better with every issue like seeing how calm he is and like how chill he is to just be like eh, this isn't you this isn't what i want you to be mm-hmm. doing and stuff and all the while having her just be like you're weak yeah well and i think more than that too it's just like he truly knows who she is and like at at this point something else has taken over her so like Mm -hmm. he is truly just like well my people mean more than more to me than like you you even do Mm -hmm. and because everything that he has been doing has been to protect them mm -hmm. the mutants yeah because he was given that second chance and that's what he wanted to do with it which is awesome but yeah now he has to sacrifice like what he cares about most which Mm -hmm. is yeah i know it's very interesting and it is I don't know, this fucking book was insane. It's, like, it was it's beautiful. so good. Yeah. Like, I just, each page was just, the colors just alone were so gorgeous. I don't know, and I just, like, I loved every single, like, panel of Apocalypse's mm-hmm. face and just, like, the way, like, this one, like, very specifically... Really, there was this one for me, but I think mostly because of what he says too. Yeah, I just love the look of just exhaustion. Yeah, so this is I don't know. I've I have dug this X of Swords event like quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah, we're twelve issues in. They haven't like a hundred percent like you know battled each other yet, but but it is definitely building up to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do love the storytelling aspect of it. I love the way that it's interweaved. I love how like, yeah, I mean, if you're only reading X-Men, what you've got was issue 13 where you have Apocalypse's story and it's from his perspective and mm-hmm. then you have this issue of 14 where it's from Genesis's perspective and it's just like 
it's so good yeah. like that is like just great storytelling especially from like a comic perspective yeah because it's just like well you know i think they have to take into account that like not everybody is going to get every single one of these books which yeah is very important to remember like you can read these on their own and you'll still have an idea of like what's happening Mm -hmm. but yeah reading them as a whole is just incredible yeah no it's been so good i'm so pleased how do they do it yeah no it's unfair uh, and then lastly, we have uh, Marauders. This is issue number 14. 14 thank you. It's over here. Uh, and part 13 of 22 of X of Swords. And there is a dinner party. Yeah, there. that's the night before the battle. And Saturnini, um, the one who's putting on this whole shindig, is like, let's get together and have a fancy dinner at my place. This is like that opposite episode of the office where jan and michael have the dinner party oh yeah yep and i think uh <laughs> wolverine's just the entire time like ah, something's wrong like i hate this i don't yeah. want to be wolverine here wolverine is jan absolutely just there to destroy everything <laughs> smell <laughs> It's one of my favorite parts. Um, but yeah, both sides kind of get to know each other. They're kind of feeling each other out, not up, and trying to decide what their weak points, yeah. I guess, throughout yeah. each of them. I loved the page with Doug, his face right there. Yeah. I love him so much. What a, what a sweetie. I, um, I love Pogger Pog the whole time. I, I knew you it. would. <laughs> I absolutely <laughs> knew you would. It looks like he's wearing a leather jacket. It's just, I I want to be him. I want to be a giant alligator with robotic arms. I I don't know why. Opening this book, it was like, <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense to me. Like, of course you would be your favorite. Of course you would want to be him. <laughs> I just love the big boys. I love big evil boys. <laughs> that say their name. Yeah. That sounds right. I mean, it's also just like... I don't know. Everything about this issue was cool, D- but Wolverine was fucking dumb as fuck. Yeah, and I'm gonna. I gotta say, I love the cute little crush that Death has on Storm. Absolutely adore it. I think it's perfect. Um, I like that they made him the sweetest because I feel like that's how it should be. He's just very. He seems very nice. Yeah, but I mean that only means that they're gonna battle. Oh, of course. They have a little waltz under the sea. It's. Perfect. Next to some kissing mermaids right on a clamshell. It's beautiful. I love Under it. Under the sea. I want more of it from them. I don't know how that song goes. I honestly cannot remember. I, I in my head, was starting to play it, but it ended up being the tune that Michael Scott plays on <laughs> the drum that he brings back from Jamaica. <sighs> We're stuck on the office right I know. Now. It's ridiculous. But this ends with a, a little bit of a, a Wolverine move that, of course, only he would do, and for no reason other than to just be, be an asshole. Be a dumbass. Yeah. It's, um, like, it's straight up dumbassery. And then I'm pretty sure that's going to start, you know the whole X of Swords event. They don't even get to eat their dinner. Like, he couldn't even wait for them to finish eating. But Storm, I would be so... But Storm, like, encouraged him to do it. I mean, he could have at least waited until they finished eating. But, I would have been so mad had I been there, and he did but, that, and I was like, are you kidding me? I still, had one drink. It, but still, it's dumb. I know, it's dumb regardless, but he should, could have at least... She's a magic woman. She's gonna be back. But I really wanted that crab. <laughs> 
There were so many good foods on that table. Yeah, there were a lot. He's like, look did at you this feast. The, did you read the list? Yes. That's why I won it. And that's why I'm so mad that he just destroyed everything. Uh, but we are going to be heading into, like, what, the last part? Almost? Mm-hmm. So we got Marauders again next week. We have Excalibur next week. And we have Wolverine next week. Oh, God, I almost just puked because I could feel myself eating this. I, w I want to go to there. <laughs> uh, yeah, so any predictions as we head into the sword fights? Because I assume that's what's happening next. Like, Marauders will probably round out. Who do you think's going to die? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Magic's going to die and Doug's going to live somehow. Like, it's just going to be well, some miraculous I thing. I think Doug's going to live because of Cypher. Like, right. I think that, like, there's something more to everything that's going on there. Yeah. And I think the way that Doug can read moves and then Cypher can, like, kind of determine what needs to be done to potentially, I guess, like, create damage. Like, the, whoever's the unkillable one. Well, the White Sword? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to be, like, his opponent, but, like. I don't know, whoever he's going to be, like, put up against. Because I think it's Magic and Pogger Pog. Mm-hmm. I feel like Apocalypse is going to die. And then it's Azika and uh, Betsy, Solemn and Wolverine. Why can't? Okay. Annihilation and Apocalypse. That would only make sense. Uh, Cable. Or do you think maybe Red Root against Doug? I don't know. I'm going to have to sit down and, like, i got to come up with another timeline that isn't dark related. <laughs> so. I just, uh, I don't know. I think, I do think Doug's going to live. Mm -hmm. I think that Wolverine might somehow try to switch Solemn's sides. I think Solemn's going to switch sides. Yeah. that I mean, that would make sense. He seems like the type of person that, like, if you gave him enough money, he'd be like, all right, I But got he's you. also a mutant, like... Right, no, that's what I mean. Like, like hey, just, like, you have all of Krakoa, like, you can just... He would be easy to please, is yeah. what I mean. Like, it wouldn't yeah, take much sure. to convince sure. him. That I don't makes know. sense, yeah. I, I am interested to see, like, what happens next in these layers of comic book. For sure, me too. All right. That's it. That's everything. That's we're, it. we're done. We're done. This is it. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next year. Well, we might see you next week. Who knows? Bye. Bye. <laughs>